the meeting yesterday uh, included several stakeholders in the district of Vembe, which include the areas of Wane and Malamlele as it stands now. These were religious leaders and uh, traditional healers and traditional leaders from the King's Council and uh, Sanko and other stakeholders from the community and technical teams of several government departments. And the meeting was chaired by the interministerial team, which included, which was chaired by the MEC for local government in the province, Makoma Makrupeji, and the acting premier, Jerindo, who is the MEC for public works and infrastructure, and uh, the MEC for finance in the province, Rob Tuli, and the King's Council, as I've already alluded, and the two mayors in the district, the mayor of the district of Vembe and the local mayor in the area. So what were the concerns that were highlighted at yesterday's meeting? The the meeting raised several concerns from the community. The religious leaders were saying they, they can only assist by praying for the situation to calm down and asked several questions of concern. Uh, obviously, the most pertinent question that would be asked was whether government can reverse the decision of the demarcation board, of which the interministerial team uh, indicated that when a court has made such decision, it's not up to government to reverse it. It's up to those who took the litigation to court to go back to court and say, look, we are appealing. And if they win, obviously, uh, this will have a serious impact on the whole thing. Obviously, the demarcation board will have to look into it and reverse everything if they win in court. Now that they have lost because they took the matter to court so that it can be reversed, everything could be reversed. But unfortunately, they lost. So those were the concerns. The main concerns, again, were to look into how children, at this point in time, not less than 53,000 school children, could go back to school or continue with their schooling because it has got a dire impact on their school year since they're almost a half year into the school calendar. So they raised all those things so that we find a solution. And there's a continuation of such meetings today. At 10 o'clock, the entire interministerial team is visiting the king. Now the visit will also include the chiefs in the area of one, Chief Masia and his delegation, which had been the main player in taking the whole issue to court. They will be present so that the king can give his counsel, and after that then the entire team will visit and assess the situation in Vuani to understand what the cost of the whole damage is and how it can be salvaged. And also by that time, we believe they will have found a solution on how the children can go back to school. So apart from referring the community back to the courts regarding the demarcation issue, were there any other solutions to help in the interim in um, quelling the violence that is currently engulfing the area and also making sure that, you know, other issues in the community are brought back to some sort of normalcy? Look, the the entire interministerial team was then joined by the delegation that had been sent by the president last night as you you guys have been saying on radio and television this morning. And the other solution is that the hawks have been deployed in there to look into uh, what they call organized criminality because there's no way 
that more than 23 schools can be uh, touched down without people organizing in a systemic way. And it's to look into how, uh, whilst the interministerial team is looking at how to calm the situation and find an everlasting solution, it's an engagement that will continue on. And uh, this engagement will continue on the ground with the stakeholders, with everybody else that's content, but the main proponents, which are the local chiefs and the stakeholders, will be engaged uh, from today, as of last night, and continuously until we find a lasting solution. So the other question then is, why was the situation left to escalate to the levels at which it stands now? Because I believe that number of schools may even have increased as we speak uh, that were torched. So where were the the, the, the intelligence uh, mechanisms? Uh, you know, why didn't it kick in to alert the authorities earlier that something was brewing in Buwani? I think that question was responded to by the Minister of Intelligence last night when he was here, that it was not necessarily left to to chance because there's been continuous engagement. I mean, as a provincial government, we've been there on the ground. But when you're dealing with the, a systematic way of dealing with these things, because you will understand that after the court case, after the high court case has dismissed their, 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 their case, the leaders, the, the leaders on the ground said they are no longer leaders. They've disbanded themselves, but we do believe it has now been established that they only went underground to work underground because the way the people have been organized to go out in rampage and were told there have been uh, uh, trucks and vans that were carrying people where the police apprehended them in the act of going to ban a particular area or on their way to go and destroy certain infrastructure. So these people have been well organized. They cannot be organized when you say there's no leadership. There's obviously some leadership of some sort underground. That's what we're trying to deal with now instead of dismissing it. As to whether it was left to chance, I'm not so sure because there's always been an engagement. But obviously the police can only work that far without community involvement, without the leadership on the ground, without the traditional leaders, you're not going to be able to deal with these things uh, as they are instead of engaging them. So that's why we're engaging almost everybody so that we find an everlasting solution. And what lessons has the Limpopo Provincial Cabinet learned from this? Look, it's a very difficult lesson. We have been struggling with making sure that our education the system goes to this far. Now uh, we've destroyed half of that because the impact on our end of the year results, it's, it cannot be comprehended. Honestly, uh, when you have more than 23 schools that have been touched and children's future have been destroyed, we, we have learned lessons. And I think it's about our communities continuing to engage with it that we must find each other whenever we have a grievance.